everyone. Welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics. And this week, we are so excited to bring you our interview with the first commit for Talladega College, Kirsten Johnson. Talladega, of course, is the second HBCU to start a gymnastics program, and they're now the third college gymnastics program in the state of Alabama. We are super excited to talk to Kirsten about the decision to commit to Talladega, her family history with the school, what goals she has for herself, and more. And before we get into the interview, I just wanted to give a little disclaimer. I have been dealing with a sickness for a good week now. Actually, I'm pretty sure we mentioned it at the end of last week's episode. We did, and I'm still dealing with that. So you might notice that I sound a little bit nasally in this interview, or even still talking now, and that's because I'm sick. So I'm sorry about that. The show must go on. It must. <laughs> so despite the nasaliness, we hope you enjoy our interview with Kirsten Johnson. Take us back to when you first found out about Talladega. Like, where were you when you heard the news? And what was your reaction to Talladega starting a gymnastics program? Okay, so I actually first learned about the second HBCU when they announced it. So I was actually going to be invited to be there. But I didn't know when I got invited to be there that they were going to announce it. But oh. Well, they, um, Brown Street Gymnastics invited me, but I couldn't be there because I had to compete that day. Oh, darn. So, oh, darn, I missed that. That history making that so cool. Wait, so like, did you think it was just like a, an announcement for something, but you didn't know what it was? Yeah, yeah. I was just like, because like Brown Street Gymnastics, like they do like these little conferences and like meetings, like panels and stuff. So I thought it was just like one of those and they just invited me just to be there, but I did not know it was because Talladega was announcing, hey, we're going to be having a gymnastics team, which was so cool. So, yeah. yeah. So how important was it for you to attend an HBCU? Because obviously we had Fisk last year and now we have Talladega, but was that something that you had always wanted to do? It's not something that I didn't want to do. It's just that no one has really ever like brought up HBCU to have a gymnastics team but now that it's actually here oh I'm pumped about it like I'm a tornado now (laughs) but um you know HBCU the education is actually just very important to me because my dad also went to an HBCU Johnson C. Smith he talked about nothing else but the education yeah which is also very important because you know sometimes like in school they don't really get into the depth of like black history and at hbcus they really dive deep down into that i heard another interview that you did that you have some family members that went to talladega yes i do know or something (laughs) no no not at all um my grandmother uh she told us about it i okay so there's william r harvey they actually have a museum with his name on it there um so who is he to you he is my third cousin i want to say that's crazy. And you had no idea. No, not at all. <laughs> Did not. Mm-mm. Which I think is like really cool. So I was just like, I have a cousin who has a museum named after him. Right. Like, who has, right? <laughs> not like, everybody can say that. <laughs> walking there, the museum is so nice. There's so many like portraits and just art in there and they and then this person actually talks about the history and what each portrait or picture means like what's the meaning of each yeah. uh picture which I think it's just so cool so 
Yeah. That is amazing. <laughs> so now I guess what was your recruiting process like then? So, cause obviously Talladega, I, that this recently became a thing. The recruiting process for you, I, I imagine started two years ago, probably. So what was your experience and your journey through that recruiting process? No, it was actually this year. Oh. Um, yes, it was actually late because I actually had other colleges trying to recruit me as well. So I was weighing my options and Talladega just came along and it was kind of hard because one college had my major and the other one didn't. And Talladega doesn't either, but they planned out everything to make sure that I would be set for my major because I want to become a veterinarian. Okay. Um, And that's one of the things I really loved about Coach Asia because when I got the phone call from her, I was so excited, but I was nervous because, I mean, like, come on. I mean, having a phone call with a college, like. Yeah. Asia Sims, like, she's iconic. (laughs) Yes, yes, she is, which I think is also pretty cool as well. Yeah. I think coach, come on. But (laughs) um, it can be nerve-wracking, but once I got on the phone call with her, I felt so comfortable. She was so relatable. She's so relatable. She's so informative. And then, like, if I had, like, a question that I need to ask her and she couldn't, like, answer it in that moment, she got back with me in, like, a flash. And she is very set on um, academics. We also talked about athletics as well, but we really got into the depth of um, talking about academics because, you know, gymnastics, we won't be doing that forever. Right. Um, and I really need to make sure I'll be set after school. So I thought that was very important and everything was just laid out. So I definitely knew Talladega was for me. Yeah. And so you're going to be a big part of the history books because obviously not only is this the second HBCU gymnastics team, but you're the very first commit for Talladega. And that's something that, you know, is always going to be in the history books. So what does that mean to you to have, be a little part of history? It's actually such an honor because it's not something that happens every day. And I just love looking at it as, you know, little girls will be looking up to us, like little brown girls will be looking up to us. And I definitely think that's just such an honor in itself. And I'm just so grateful and blessed for this opportunity. Yeah, I am. We had mentioned Fisk. They started their inaugural season last year. Um, Have you had anybody from the Fisk gymnastics team reach out to you guys and offer you any words of wisdom or tips as you head into your inaugural season? Yes, (laughs) they have. Also, just just watching them um, is just inspirational. Yeah. Um, just learning from that was just enough. But one thing I know that Naima told me was that you are a student athlete. Academics comes first. Mm-hmm. So that one thing right there really stood out to me and stuck to me the most. And I just love watching how they've just been able to, the fact that they even took that initiative to be the first is also just huge also knowing that little girl is also looking up to them so watching everything just what they've been doing has also been giving me like a peace of mind like yeah we can do this too yeah well and they got a lot of attention not even just in the gymnastics community but I feel like it even kind of got mainstream attention Mm -hmm. like they were on the Jennifer Hutchinson 
Yeah. I did not say that right. <laughs> Jennifer Hudson show. Um, they had like that little documentary that was being filmed on them from the ESPN. So like they they got some pretty like mainstream attention, which is so incredible for young black and brown gymnasts growing up in the sport to see that like this is the level that you can aspire to be at someday. When you were growing up, did you have a lot of like girls? That's something that we hear a lot of, especially the girls that went to Fisk. They say that like they were like the only black girl in their gym. They didn't have a lot of girls around them that looked like that. Um, was that your experience at all? Did you have a lot of girls that looked like you in the gym with you? No, um, I would literally only be the only brown girl on my team, or maybe I'll have like another one, or uh, there will be like three. But now that would be going to HBCU, I can look from my left to my right, and I got my sisters with me. And right. there's more than one brown girl, which I think is so cool because we can relate to each other. No questions asked. You know? Yeah. Instead of being the minority, you'll be the majority, which yes. is really pretty cool. Something that really stuck with me, we talked to Lindsey Brown. We live at, um, we don't live at the University of Michigan. We, <laughs> yeah, we, we literally live at the University of Michigan, actually. No, she's she's messing. She's messing. We oh, live, okay. I messed up and now she's making fun of me. We live in Ann Arbor. It's, it's where the University of Michigan is, but we went to the meet last season where Fisk was at U of M and Denver was at U of M. So it was a, a tri-meet. And we talked to Lindsey Brown after the meet and something that she said that really stuck with me was that her whole life in gymnastics, she was always the minority. She'd look around and most of the time it's white gymnasts and a couple of black gymnasts sprinkled in. And then at that meet for the first time ever, like the majority of gymnasts on the floor were black. And like that, she said that it really just stuck with me because there was a picture that was posted after the meet. And literally, I, I think I counted it. I don't remember like the exact numbers now, but more than half of the gymnasts in the photo were black and the white gymnasts were the minority. And it's just never been like that. So yeah. I think it's just so like groundbreaking. Yeah. And, and empowering, I'm sure, for young black gymnasts to see that. So I think that it's just such a big deal to have now two HBCU gymnastics teams. You guys are going to have such an impact for these little girls. Yes. And I, and I seriously just can't wait for that because it almost kind of like brings back to when like I was little and I would go to like college meets and I would look at all these big girls like oh my gosh I was just, just want to be just like them look at all the skills that they're doing like music blasted it looks like everybody was just having so much fun but now these little girls are seeing the same thing I'm seeing but also a mixture of like different like races at the same time I think it's also very cool and inclusive so mm-hmm. So when do you actually get to campus? Um, August 6th. Okay. August 6th. Very soon. Yeah. So do you have any insight onto like what the training situation is going to be like? Do you guys have a gym that's being built on campus or do you know anything that you can share about that? Oh, yes. Um, we will have a training facility. Okay. Um, but if it's not ready when we get there, we'll, we'll be um, training at a local gym facility like in Birmingham. But yes, we will have a training facility, which is very exciting. Perfect. Yeah. As far as the other commits go, have you had a chance to connect with any of your future teammates yet through social media? Some of them were actually there on my um, signing day, um, even though they didn't decide yet. And also one of my teammates has uh, created a group chat for all of us to get to get to know each other, like talk and communicate. And if anybody has seen any of the lives I did on my page, also did some lives with them. So other people like outsiders would get to know us a little bit and we play like a couple games and make some funnies and stuff. So we've yeah. been getting to know each other outside. So 
So did you know any of the girls before Talladega or is it kind of a thing where like you guys are kind of getting to know each other now that you all have this thing in common? Yes. Um, so I met Mackenzie and Naya at um, A&T that Brown Girls hosted. They did a camp there. Um, I met them and then also hung out with Mackenzie a couple of times. Um, outside the camp and I also met her a couple times in some college meets from watching Fisk and uh shout out to Alexa Chewy <laughs> her, <laughs> her and I just been connected since regionals like we literally FaceTime each other all the time all the way till 3 a.m and she'll <laughs> be my roommate <laughs> love it and, and a banana um I met her she's the one I also met at my um signing day and um, we also met up on Dega Day and then HBCU Gymnastics Day. Okay, nice. So you're already getting the, the BFF squad formed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So I feel like this one, you kind of touched on it already, but I wanted to ask about what are you most excited for about not only the HBCU experience and, and what the culture is going to be and, and what that has to offer you, but also being able to do gymnastics at the same time. Because like we mentioned, that's something that for generations past, that was never an option. So what are mm-hmm. you most looking forward to and what are you most excited about, about the HBCU experience and also being able to you know pursue college gymnastics? Going back to, yes, the education thing I also brought up as well, but definitely the Divine Nine, which is fraternities, sororities, um, the band, because I hear that they are the bomb.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, also the the food, that too. And, oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. You just see some of the things they make and the things are delicious. <laughs> um, I'm also ready for... What else? What else? What else? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The gym. The gym, most definitely. And then including the leotards. Can't wait to see the uh, leotards. And then going back to the sisterhood, um, be able to have that connection with my teammates. Just literally just everything in the package that just comes with the HBCU. Just, just ready for it. I'm so yeah. glad you brought up the leotards because that is something that I personally am so excited for. It's such like a, a small thing, I feel like, but... But it's no, it's so big. It's like the big reveal. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, especially for the first leotard you ever wear. It's like the it's the leotard. That's <laughs> yeah, my first college leotard. Like, that's just exciting itself. Definitely like with like the color scheme, because they have I, I think it's like crimson and like baby blue. Not crimson or like burgundy, something like that, maybe blue. Yeah. So. yeah. You can't wait to see how they would put those two codes together. I'm excited for the baby blue because I feel like there's a a lot of college teams out there that have blue as part of their colors, but we don't have baby blue. Yeah, so they're not baby blue. I mean, LIU, I think, is like a baby blue color, but other than that, like, you guys are going to be really unique and stand out in that sense just with your school colors alone. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I've never seen a school with those two colors. I was just like, hmm. (laughs) So you competed at Level 10 Nationals this year in your final season of Level 10. So tell us about that experience. I was pumped, excited, because (laughs) I've never been to Nationals before. And that's one thing I was seriously looking forward to and knowing that I finally made it. But I was also terrified. (laughs) Why? These past few years, seriously, just have been rough. With, due to just injuries, unfortunate events. And I'll even give you an example. Like last year, literally a week before regionals, I sprained my ankle. And mm-hmm. I was still able to compete in regionals and I still did all four. I was able to get through it. 
but I wasn't able to perform like how I wanted to, which, which actually cost me from nationals. Yeah. So um, now that I had finally made nationals, I feel like I was kind of like sabotaging myself like mentally because I'm like, what if, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if this happens? But now when the moment I finally came, I was like, okay, let's get it. Let's show up and show out. It's a one-time opportunity. You made it to nationals. Let's have a blast. And right. And I feel like it's one of those things, nationals, it sounds so big and it is big, but I feel like you can almost make it a bigger deal in your head. Like it's really just another gymnastics competition. And you know what I mean? Like you don't have to go out there and do anything different than what you've done all season long. But in your head, it's like, it feels like such a big yeah. deal. And it is a big deal, but you know what I mean? It's just like, don't get in I your think, head about it. Yes. And I think why it kind of like seems like that, because they only pick like, what, seven people and like, two alternates or like something so it's right. like what if I don't get chosen what if this happens what if this happens so I think that's just why sometimes they get stuck in our heads we just feel like we have to go harder when hey I mean you're qualifying for it if you got this far if you've gotten this far you're good enough to make it just do the same thing right and you'll be totally fine right you are there <laughs> yeah. for a reason yes thank god <laughs> <laughs> well we're proud of you we're proud of you that you finally made it in your final season that's super exciting yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It was yeah. su- it was such an honor. I, I was able to meet meet like new people that I've never met, which also made it even funner than make up a word. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, hey, we all use the word funner. It is a word at this rate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so something that I noticed kind of scrolling through your Instagram, you have a really nice one and a half on vault you've been training. So I was curious, yeah. do you have any plans to compete that in college? Yes, and I can't wait to. Um, yes. It's actually funny because I was thinking about competing it um, at regionals and nationals, but my coach didn't really think it was smart for me to do so since he didn't really want me to like mess up something so I can like get to nationals. Right. Uh, but now I just really want to focus on perfecting it so I can compete in it in college because that's one fault I definitely want to get down. Um, and I think it's just so much fun. And I love watching the bigger girls do it. So I'm just like, oh yeah, I didn't get this one and a half. <laughs> and yours is really good. It really, really is. I promise I'm not just saying that because you're on our show. Like I've looked at that. And I'm like, she could totally be competing this. Like this is legit. You're like, I'm putting her on the list to draft for fantasy gymnastics. Yes, I am. Do you know about fantasy gymnastics? No. You don't know what it is? No. <laughs> oh. What is it? So it's like gymnastics fans basically dress so we we get in like a group of like i don't know like 20 people have you heard of like fantasy football or any other like fantasy sports okay Uh okay so it's similar to that where you're in like a group of like say like 15 to 20 people they're gymnastics fans and then you create like a draft list essentially of like people that you want to make on your team hopefully so like if i put you on my list hopefully i'll get you on my team and then i could you know Uh Put you into my, okay. like, my little lineup. Yeah, then every week when you okay. can your scores oh. count. So it's basically okay, making, I got you now. Okay. Yeah, making a team out of, like, all of the gymnasts in the country. Yeah. And I'm just saying, like, she saw your vault and she's like, fantasy gym right there. I want that in my lineup. You heard, you heard it here first. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Not to put the pressure on you that you have to do it. <laughs> No, I want it. <laughs> okay, I you're gonna this. get it. You're gonna get it. Um. Oh, also another little twist in there. The double pike in my routine. I wasn't even supposed to be doing that. Or really? that that I wasn't supposed to. 
I wasn't going to because of my ankle. I was having ankle problems. And literally when we were practicing, the practice like for nationals, before like nationals, I was like, hey coach, I was like, you know, my ankle is actually feeling a little bit better. Do you think I can try a dope pack? He was like, yeah, sure. Just make sure you don't get hurt. Yeah. Running, tumbling, running up by chance for dope pack, landed it. I was like, I'm fine. So after that, oh yeah, I'm competing in my dope pack. It's one a lifetime. I need, I need it. I need to do yeah. it. I did. <laughs> so happy I did. So has yeah. your ankles, has that been like the biggest injury that you've dealt with? Because I know you said you've had a lot of injuries. Has that been like the main one that's been like plaguing your career? No, it was actually my back. Um, oh. That, man, that has seriously just been just like a, a bump in the road. <laughs> yeah. Uh, physical therapy, going to a chiropractor and then needling and then some people saying it was a stress fracture. Some people saying it was this and having to push through it and starting the season off with one event and then going to two to three and building myself up. And then sometimes it would just get in the way of just going to nationals. But yeah, um, luckily I've just about moved on from the back thing. And now, right now I'm doing with my ankle. Okay. Yeah. Back injuries are tough. Like that's yeah. that, for some gymnasts, that's like a career ending type injury. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I was kind of I was pretty nervous about that because I was just like what if I have this for the rest of my gymnastics career but now that I've just about got it under control that's good so now we've moved on for that and now we just have to just get through this ankle thing yeah um which I will be getting ankle surgery July oh. 11th oh, okay. yes so um once that is done I'll have to just work myself back up and just get through this journey <laughs> yeah. yes do you have any idea like what the, after the surgery what the recovery process is like like is it something that's oh. going to take a while to heal from oh no it's just um up to four to six weeks okay. um what they're going to do is just going to shave down the bone I just have bone growth since there's just been some trauma there it's just the bone has just grown over that area so yeah. um they're shaved down the bone and then I'll just rest for like two days and after two days I'll put back on a boot I'll put on a boot and I'll go straight right into physical therapy because they they don't want there to be any stiffness in my ankle. Of course, I don't want that either. Yeah, the recovery time is not long. It's not like a hard like, surgery, but everything will be all good. Okay, good. Because <laughs> I was going to ask you what your goals are for your freshman season. And I was hoping you weren't going to be like out <laughs> because of the surgery. So hopefully, fingers crossed, you'll be good to go for when oh, actually, yeah. like, season rolls around. But I guess on that note, what are your goals? Not only for your freshman season, but then, you know, beyond that as well. Uh, definitely getting healthy to so be yeah. healthy <laughs> um, and to stay on beam because that was my other goal. I was so happy I was able to accomplish that national switch was to stay on beam. And it's not like that I'm not good on beam. It's just staying on the beam is the problem. Like, come on, we're flipping on a stick here. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. So, uh, yes. And staying on it has just has been just a little bit tough. But I definitely know that Coach Asia will definitely get me through that and we can work together and I'll be staying on the beam in no time. So that's another goal I have set for the season and definitely to perfect all of the skills that I have now and start to progress and probably add a couple more, you know, upgrades in there, like my one and a half fault. Yep. Yeah. So do you hope to be an all arounder in college or do you want to just oh, focus yeah. on a couple of events? Oh, yeah. That okay. is another one. Yes, to be an all-rounder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> perfect. So it, this last question here, I don't know if you would know the answer yet or if you can even tell us, but do you happen to know what conference you guys are going to be competing in? No, I don't. Okay, no. I was just curious. 
scratch that question then. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're hoping that no matter what conference you're in, we're hoping for like a Fisk Talladega matchup next season. Yes. So I, I don't know who you need to talk to to make that happen, but like we need to make this happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. NCAA. Yeah, <laughs> that is the one right there. Yeah, I'll be. I'll def- I'm definitely looking forward for looking forward to that because, of course, we're not competing against them. We're competing with them. Yeah, um, which is also very important because it's a it's a sisterhood. So I definitely can't wait for that. That'll so. be a fun one for sure. Do you have like a dream school that you want to compete either against or at? Because I know Fisk last season they had some pretty big meets. Like they were at Georgia, they went to Michigan. Um, they were at the meet in Vegas. Yeah, they were at some, and that one was on TV. So there's some pretty big meets that they went to. Is there like a if you could pick, if you were the one that was making the schedule, what team would you have on your schedule? Oh, um, <laughs> putting you on the spot. Maybe Auburn. Okay. Yeah, that'd be a fun one. They have a yeah, I, feel like, I love because they bring like so much energy and I sleep. I feel like that would be like a really hyped up meet. And yeah, I think that would be like so cool. You'd yeah. have to deal with the gymnasties though. Are you aware of the gymnasties? The the fans? Oh, you don't you, your face. That's funny. <laughs> You've never heard of them? It's their fans. And usually go watch an Auburn meet, any meet that's been on TV. You see them by the floor. They have like their whole body painted and it says like, I'm pretty sure they all have a different letter on them and it spells out gymnasties. And then they will do like the beginning of the floor choreography with the gymnast. So they'll like do the opening pose and they're like on the ground rolling around and like doing the choreography. They do it for every single gymnast for the away team you know she's like i'm changing my hands i'm saying oh wait a minute wait the beep beep no it's okay i mean I'll, I'll still stick with it i mean it's cool it comes with the experience Don't- some gymnasts like kind of thrive with and that they embrace it's, it. Like and also like everyone wants gymnastics to be treated the same as like the the ball sports or you know the, the sports that like have all the the fans and the attention. And I feel like that is kind of a step in the right direction to get gymnastics to be on the same level because other other sports have like the big fan bases where they do crazy things like that. And they're passionate. And it's kind of cool that gymnastics has that too. So like I guess we don't have to view it as a negative thing. I I personally think it's kind of funny. I think it's funny. <laughs> And I don't know as a gymnast if it would be distracting, but it seems like most gymnasts that go into that environment, they seem to do well with it. They seem to either just ignore it if they can, or they kind of like play into it. So I guess depends on who you are. Some gymnasts, they, they thrive in that kind of environment. But I feel like regardless, Auburn does have a really nice crowd and they have a really, (laughs) really good energy. So I feel like that's a good, that's a good arena to compete in. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Well, I just learned something. (laughs) Yeah, seriously, go to YouTube and type in gymnasties. I think they did something on ESPN one time. Like there was like a little thing. There was. Go look up um, Lexi Graber. I don't know what year it was. was, Oh, I definitely will. Oh, Um, yeah. And by the way, the question that you asked earlier, I totally misunderstood. We are NCAA. Yes. Well, I read online that it was like an article from like February yeah. of this year that Talladega was like applying to become NCAA. But then there's also like the conferences. So like, like you're in the SEC, you're in the big 12, yeah. you're in the big 10 and Fisk, I think was in, I don't think Fisk was actually in a conference I, last year. They just competed like independent. Yeah. 
but tel aviv hasn't announced anything you know what i mean like how there's like different like feel like your conference championships like there's like the sec conference and there's the big 12 and pac 12 um i don't think Talladega has announced yet what conference they're in i didn't know if like when you were going through the recruiting process if that was something that was mentioned to you like that they were going to be joining a certain conference but um i do know that Talladega is supposed to be joining the ncaa division two this is supposed to be too so i guess we'll see what happens with that but um, that that would mean that you guys would have the opportunity to compete at NCAA nationals, yes. Yes. which is exciting. So yes, I'm so pumped for that. But I guess as far as like competitions go, it doesn't really make much of a difference because you would still be competing against like right. Yeah, because every every gymnastics team, honestly, aside from Fisk, is NCAA. Right. So so like- it's not like you're not allowed to compete against like certain teams. It would just affects postseason and if you compete at NCAA championships or not, yeah. but. Oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. Well, yeah. I'm just literally just learning stuff from y'all. Like, <laughs> I'm still just new to everything, so I'm still just yeah, to- yeah. Well, okay. I learned I learned a lot last year with Fisk because there was like so many things that like we just never had to think about before because right. like every school that starts a gymnastics program they're just like an ncaa school so like i didn't even know that there was other governing bodies out there like right i didn't know what naia was or any of that and, and, and everyone was like what does this mean and it's like we're just so used to because oh, any like major sports like michigan alabama auburn yep. Florida, they're all ncaa so we've just been so used yes. to that and then fist came along and we we're like wait a second what yes. <laughs> but, um I think I, I think I actually learned that from Fisk. I was like, N-A-I-A, what? Yeah. I've never heard of that. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so for the fans listening though, because we did look that up before we get on this call with you, Talladega is supposed to be NCAA. So yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so to wrap this up, we have some really fun random questions for our listeners to get to know you a little bit. So the first one is, what is your most used emoji? Oh, that's easy. The one that's like, uh. <laughs> the exciting one. That's like, uh, like I'm always yeah. hyping for something. Yeah, that's Put my. Best. Sticking <laughs> out. <laughs> Mine lately has been the the hand hearts. I think that um, one's so cute. That one's that so cute. I, I actually used a lot of emojis. I don't even know. Sometimes we use more than one, like uh, one, and then the one with the all the hearts, like like yeah, around. Yeah. It. yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's that cute. Laughing one. I feel like I use the laughing crying one a lot, but then like yeah. people in mine were like making fun of like I forget what what gen what generation it is. <laughs> saying that the laughing one is for like older people. And I'm like, what are you saying? Am I old? Like what are you trying I must to be old too then? Cause I mean I use that one all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well yeah, I've, so- I've not used it as much because I've been insecure. I'm like the people online they're gonna think I'm like 50 years old and I'm not. <laughs> yeah. What about if you were stranded on a remote island, would you rather be alone or with your worst enemy? I'm gonna be alone. Oh, you're, you're like, okay, yeah, alone. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna say, I feel like that one is kind of like, I don't know, I, I think I could see an argument for either way. I personally cannot be alone. I am so dependent on other people, probably because I'm a twin and I'm so used to having her, but like, I would rather be with my worst enemy than be alone. So. Really? <laughs> Yeah, well, on a remote island too, like in that particular circumstance, I'm like, send them over. I feel like I'd rather be alone. Yeah, I'm probably just talking to myself about this. So you might also just, you know, what if y'all end up being friends? Because y'all are just that desperate and you just alone. (laughs) If you spent so much time with your worst enemy, you might actually end up being friends with them. Who knows? Right. (laughs) 
You have a lot of time to bond and, and get over your differences. Yep. <laughs> Next one. What was the last show that you binge watched? Ooh. Ooh. Wait. Oh, give me. Uh, what's this? Bloodhound. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I know what that is. Yeah, I haven't it heard of really it. It just came out on um, Netflix. Um, Bloodhound and Bridgerton. Okay. Those two. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> we'll add that to the list of must-watch shows. <laughs> uh, Bloodhound is really like an action show. Um, yeah, you have to watch it. It's really good. Okay. Yeah, okay. noted. What about favorite season? So like summer, fall, spring, what's your favorite season? Say, wait, what? Hmm? Favorite. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite season of... Yeah, like favorite season. Like, do you like the summer? Do you like spring, winter? Fall? Oh, oh, like, I'm so sorry. I thought you were talking about a show. I was like, what? Okay, sorry. That's, oh, that's, that's fair. Uh, that's, that, no, that makes sense. After asking you what your, your this last show that you've been yeah. watched to be like, what's your favorite okay. season? I didn't even think about that. That was really poorly, like, we, we should have moved them out. Yeah, we should have separated those. I didn't even think about that. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> I should have got it the first time. Or... No. <laughs> summer. Summer. Season of life. <laughs> Gotta get the tan up. Go on on the beach. Put your toes in the sand. <laughs> yes. That's not good one. Saying. Good one. Cool. Yes, right. The best part. Yeah. Okay. Last question. What is the, I guess, a, p- a piece of advice that you would offer to young gymnasts, um, I guess particularly Black gymnasts, um, who someday may want to be in the position that you're in someday? What advice would you give them? I guess just to... Because I'm also trying to, like, think of, like, my younger self and, like, what I thought when I was younger as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, what kinds of things do you feel like you needed to hear when you to, were like, Learning just to be yourself, stay yourself, and just never give up. Because I always felt like sometimes you would just try to, like, change just to, like, fit in. There's no need to fit in. Literally yeah. just focus on your goals and you will really get to where you need to get to. And seriously, that's, that's it. Yeah. I love that period. <laughs> that's, that's amazing advice. Yeah. <laughs> period. <Thank you. laughs> well, is there anything else that you wanted to add? Anything that we didn't ask you about that you want people to know about you, about Talladega? Any, any final thoughts? Any parting words? Uh, no, I actually really think that's just about it. That, that you got, I think you guys really just covered it. I'm just really just excited to start this new journey and just, Head out to HBCU and just become a tornado. Yeah. Is that what, like, is that the saying or whatever they call it? Like, oh, I, just that up. Oh. Oh. I mean, I can see it. I, I didn't know, know. I didn't know I if like, with, with Arkansas. The- Arkansas, they have the didn't they? Do they have- yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Because, like, I came up with this saying. They were like, um, we're going to tear it up. They're going to, wait, wait, tear it up, tore it up, clean it up. we tore it up and they're going to clean it up something like that i mean that's kind of clever i kind of like what you did though like can you do that again like whatever you did with the the yeah whoosh i like that i I think you're on to something i think you should go to the president of talladega and make that like a thing at talladega like not even for the gymnastics team (laughs) oh hey hey um (laughs) Whoosh with tornadoes now. Whoosh, whoosh. Come on, go around the campus. Go whoosh around. Go <laughs> whoosh around. I love that. <laughs> You're awesome. Uh, well, thank you. <laughs> this was thank fun. you so much for having me. This was so yes. 
this was just so fun. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, we've been wanting to get you on. So thank you again for your time. We appreciate it. And we're so, so excited for not only you, but for your whole team to have another HBCU gymnastics program. I think it's such a big thing for the gymnastics community and just so excited to cheer you guys on in your inaugural season and beyond. It's going to yeah. be exciting. Thank you. Thank you so much. We want to say thank you so much, Kirsten, for taking the time to come chat with us. You were so much fun, and we are super, super excited to not only work for you, but also your team next season and beyond. We think that you ladies are going to do amazing things, and we can't wait to support you. To wrap up this week's episode, we have our question of the week, which is pretty simple. It is, what is your world's team prediction for 2023? Obviously, right now. So... Right here, right now, who do you have on the world's team? And it's hard to say because classics hasn't happened yet, and I feel like we need classics to happen before we really get a feel for... Stop peeking at my <laughs> phone! She's looking at my team, you guys. Carry on. I'm not looking. I <laughs> yeah, promise I'm not looking. I was saying that I think we need classics to happen to really get a feel for how people look, who's healthy. Connor McLean is a really big question mark right now. If yeah. she'll be back, what events she'll be doing if she's back, what difficulty will she have? I mean, there's so many people that I feel like we haven't seen in a long time. Shailise Jones being another. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen her since the World Championships last year. So I have a lot of questions. But I can tell you, I guess, what my gut feeling is as of right now. Yeah, so with what we know now. So do you want to go first? Or? Yeah, I'll go first. So my five-person team, I have Jordan Childs, Jade Carey, Suni Lee, because I do think that she'll be back this season, uh, this upcoming elite season. And I think that at the very least on Bars and Beam, she'll mm-hmm. be used. I have Shailise Jones, Leanne Wan, and then my alternate is Jocelyn Robertson. Okay. So I have the same exact team as you. Okay, period. <laughs> um, alternates, I put three because don't no they, they they only said one. They said a traveling alternate, and then they usually have at least one. I'm thinking traveling. The Olympics, they have three. Well, I mean it's okay. You could explain maybe who you think is still in contention for the team because there's obviously more people that I could add to my list. Yes, like I had three alternates written down, and Jocelyn wasn't even on there. Although I want her to be on there. Oh, okay. I have Kayla. Tiana and then Sky Blakely. <gasps> I completely forgot about Tiana. Yeah. Oh my god. We're not factoring Connor wait. into this. Oh my god. Wait. Okay. Okay. I think I'm changing. I completely forgot that Tiana was a senior, even though we literally just had her on our podcast. That's embarrassing. I had to pull up the national team roster just to remember. But um. Okay. One second. Now I need to reevaluate my life. But I don't know who out of those. So Sky, Tiana, and Kayla. I don't know who I would have as the like the traveling alternate. Okay. So we both interesting that we both have the same team though. Yeah. Suni, Jay, Jordan, Shailise, and Leanne. Yeah. I think at this point in time. See, my gut is to take out Leanne and put Tiana in, but I feel like we I, need Leanne on bars. That, I almost did that. I almost had Tiana on the team, but then I went with Leanne for bars. I feel like if she's consistent, which last season she had some injuries and she was not being super consistent. Mm-hmm. So in that case, if she was performing like that, maybe I wouldn't have her on the team. But I think right now, given how she looked during the NCAA season, I would probably put her on the team right now. Okay, so what I have, I guess, so for the three up, three count for team final, Vol, I had Shailise, Jade, Jordan. For bars, I have Leanne, Shailise, Suni, Beam, Leanne, Jordan, Suni. 
and the floor is Shailise J. Jordan. And the reason why I put Jocelyn as the alternate is because really, aside from bars, I feel like she's a solid backup option on three out of the four events. She has two vaults. She's one of very few gymnasts right now in the U.S. who are doing two vaults. Stellar on beam. Lots of increased difficulty there. Same with floor. I think she has a 6-1-D right now. She's been doing really well internationally. So I feel like Jocelyn is on an upward trajectory, finally. Mm-hmm. And I really think that she's in contention for the actual team, depending on what happens, of course. Like I said, we still have lots of time and injuries happen things happen so I think Jocelyn is someone who's more in the conversation now than maybe she was a few months ago which is super exciting that's why I put her as my alternate but then again I'm also thinking Tiana I did not I completely forgot about her I completely forgot that she was a senior (laughs) so I think right now I would probably put Sky Blakely as the alternate and potentially is the one on the team depending even over Tiana I think so yeah really yeah I think that Sky Blakely has so much potential to be an all-rounder. Mm-hmm. And we know that in the past she's been really inconsistent. I think that's what keeps me from wanting to put her on teams. Yeah. But she has a really nice Yurchenko double fall, really clean vault. Her bars is something that Team USA could always use. Her beam, we know, obviously looking at last year with her having a fall, how well she scored even with the fall at Worlds. She's definitely medal worthy on that event. And then Flora too. I mean, I think we haven't really seen Sky's full potential yet, but she really is the complete package if she can hit hit and like put a full meet together. Yeah. No, so, I agree. I agree with that. Um, I think that she's also in contention. I'm still trying to think about Tiana and how I can make her fit. Where my brain is going at this point in time, and I don't know if this is controversial or not, I think if anyone's getting booted off my team in favor of Tiana, it's going to be Jade Carey. Because Jade also isn't that strong on bars. Granted, she's not bad, but like in the elite world, especially on the international stage, she's not one of the best for the U.S. So you wouldn't use her on bars. She does have two vaults, so I think that would be where that would be hurting Team USA is, is not having her vault. But Tiana also has a really nice double that can still score really well internationally because it's really clean. Yeah. Um, her beam, beautiful, absolutely in contention for a medal on that event at Worlds, I would say. And then her floor is also amazing. So in some ways, I feel like if Tiana and Jade both aren't doing bars and then you're comparing them on vault, beam, and floor. I think I would still put Jade, though. I, I think I would, too. I think that's my hunch. But I'm just putting it out there that depending on how people look, do not count Tiana out because I do think that she could plug into that spot really nicely yeah and do the same exact events as jade and maybe even do it slightly better in terms of execution it it obviously is going to depend on what difficulty jade is showing up with if she's training any upgrades um jade is also really consistent though she is she is (laughs) so that's kind of where i'm like it's gonna be tough you know i was thinking about this the other day even just thinking about the Olympics and with Olympic trials being announced, thinking about how we're already back at this point where, you know, we're coming up on another Olympic games and thinking about who's going to make the team. And I feel like we say this every single year or every single quad. I mean, we say that like, this is like the toughest team to choose. Like there's so many options. We always say that, but I, mean, I feel it's like, true. I feel like this year, even more so than in the past, it's even harder 
Because like we just listed off, you have all these names and we're not even talking about at this exact moment. We're not even factoring in Connor into that equation. And my thoughts on Connor is I want to say she's still in contention because she's the reigning national champion. She's obviously super incredibly talented. I just don't know where she's at in terms of even being back at any event. Yeah. Um, We've seen some little snippets here and there of things that she's doing in the gym, but we haven't really seen a whole lot from her. And who knows if she's even going to be doing like all four events by the time, you know, championships rolls around. Right. So I think if she shows up to classics and she somehow looks really, really strong, then I think she's absolutely back in that conversation. But for now, I think mentally I'm kind of just leaving her off just because I have zero idea where she's at. I think she's been a little up and down herself just based off things that she posts on social media about whether she's going to go off to college or if she's going to continue elite. She says that she's going to continue elite. So that's that's what we're going with, of course. But, you know, I think that there's just still a lot of factors with Connor that we have to consider a lot of unknowns. So I think for that reason, it's kind of hard for me to put her on my team right now. But I do think that that could change depending on what happens at Classics and Championships. For sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it's good that we agreed on our actual teams for now, that we have the same team. Yeah, we actually do. Yeah. So again, it's Jordan Childs, Jade Carey, Suni Lee, Shailise Jones, and Leanne Wan. And of course, also, we should note with Suni... This will be our first time seeing her back on the elite stage since the Olympics. So we've seen a lot of clips of her training, a lot of her crazy bar combo. So she's looking really good on that event. We've seen her training a new beam dismount. Yeah, gainer double twist, which I don't know. I don't know how that's going to score in the elite world. Yeah, there's a little bit. It's just different than anything we've seen. It's yeah. a much more difficult version of what we see in college. in college. But I just don't know. To be honest with you, I don't know if I'm that crazy. Is that thunder? It is thunder, yes. The people probably can't hear that, but there's thunder. Our power was actually just out not that long ago, so cross your fingers and hope it doesn't go out because we're recording this and I don't have it saved yet. So. <laughs> um, what were you saying? What was I saying? We were talking about Suni's beam dismount. Yeah, I just don't know if I'm that crazy about it. Like, I don't know if I like how it looks. That's fair. I think I have a hard time envisioning her landing it mm-hmm. because the clip that we saw, she was doing it into the pit, like onto a mat into the pit which obviously is a lower surface than the floor is. So it's going to be easier to land it when you're going lower versus a hard floor, obviously, surface level. I'm really excited to see what she's going to do on bars because we've seen all the videos, her playing around with these different skills and combinations. And she said on Twitter that no one has accurately guessed what her actual routine composition is going to be do we think that she's just playing though like there's a part of me that wonders if she's just like trolling us like she's like no no one's got it but what if somebody did get it and she just doesn't want us to know that they got it i mean maybe but no i kind of believe that someone hasn't actually guessed it yet (laughs) i mean probably not knowing suny she's capable of so much on that event but the most recent video she posted is so good her lines are just so good that leah to isova to maloney and then the video cuts out. I'm assuming she's going to do like a ginger or something in between the bars or I don't know. But yeah, um, just knowing that that's probably like only half of her routine is super <laughs> exciting. <laughs> I know. And the thing is, I think as long as she is doing what she's capable of doing on bars and beam, I think she makes the team regardless for those two events alone. Even if she's not doing floor and ball yet, mm-hmm. I really think that she has a strong chance of making, I almost said the Olympic team, duh, but the world's team because that's what we're talking about right no, now. For sure. I think bars is still one of the weaker points for team usa it absolutely and is. she is like elite <laughs> she's 
in contention for the gold medal on that event. Yes. Like, already, without even she seeing could, the four teams. She could make that team alone just for that one event alone. Yeah. So. And I think that her beam would be helpful as well. But, like I said, I consider her in contention regardless. <laughs> Unless she, like, shows up to classics and nationals and, like, implodes. And, like, it's just super inconsistent and is struggling to put together a full routine. Then maybe we'll talk. But if Suni Lee does what Suni Lee is capable of doing and she's healthy, of course, then she's on my team. Just a reminder that if you have a question that you want us to answer in a future episode, we have a link down below in the show notes to where you can submit your anonymous questions. We had somebody message us confused on where the link was. So if you're on your phone right now and you click the show notes, you'll see the description of what's talked about in the episode or who we have on the show. Below that, you have our monthly Patreon supporters. Below that, there's a link to become a Patreon. And then right below that, there is a link to submit a question. So, and again, that's anonymous. So feel free to get those questions in for an upcoming episode. That does it for this week's episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. And of course, we want to say thank you again to Kirsten for coming on the show. And we also want to say thank you to our Gold Level Patreon supporters. So a big thank you to Megan W, KDC, Tyler S, Casey, MSU, Kimberly G, Robert H, Randy B, Amy M, Emily B, Kathleen R, Lucy S, Becca S, Blake B, Cookie Master, Faith M, Kristen R, Lori S, Sabrina M, Amy C, Erica S, Milan W, M, Derek H, Abby M, Martin, and Jasmine C. Thank you all for continuing to support us each month at the highest tier level. We appreciate you guys and we love you so, so much. And if you are interested in learning more about becoming a Patreon supporter, if you're considering doing it, we always have a link in the show notes down below to learn more about the perks of each tier level and how you can join. Our next episode will probably be a question and answer episode. We're not 100% sure if it's going to come out next Monday. We might possibly take a week off. Yeah, we might take a week off. But we also may potentially do a question and answer episode. So I think we mentioned it last week's episode, but Ashley and I are going to be very busy next week. We have a little project that we're working on. We have to road trip somewhere to do something. You guys will know what it is very, very soon. It's for Inside Gymnastics. But with that being said, because we're going to be on the road and also because we're doing a pretty decent sized project with a very quick turnaround, we're not really sure when else we're going to have a time to record other than potentially in the car. Yeah. So we have our little mini mics. They clip to our shirts. So it doesn't require us take our eyes off the road or anything like that it's just like talking in the car like we normally would and we may record a little fun quick easy q a episode and then i can edit it in the passenger seat but so. it kind of just depends so i just wanted to give you guys a heads up that there's a possibility that we could have an episode and there's a possibility that you we... may never hear from us again <laughs> hopefully not no. <laughs> then we might just take a week or, or something off i guess stay tuned <laughs> but we love you guys so much thank you as always for listening and for being so supportive of us we appreciate you guys <laughs> have a great week bye guys bye